to You Choose You Now. This podcast is to support you making yourself a priority in your life so you can live your best life. I'm your host, Amanda Hill-Ryle, best-selling author of I Choose Me and the creator of The Mood Munchers, colourful characters which represent emotions. As opening up conversation about emotional and mental health is a passion of mine and vital for our growth. I talk to guests who can share their wisdom with you, but also share my own insights, knowledge and expertise of being a teacher, a mother, and so you can come home to you with love and passion and awareness. Thank you for listening, and I'm so happy you are choosing you now. Please leave your comments and reviews so that we can make You Choose You our journey together to coming home to ourselves. Hello, listeners. Thank you for joining us today on You Choose You Now. I am absolutely delighted to introduce a very special guest. Her name is Gladys Simren. She is a mom, coach, consultant. She's aligned with my message to come home to yourself and to be the true you. Hi, Gladys. How are you today? I am perfect, Amanda. How are you today? I'm really good and delighted to be speaking to you because as mums, we need to support one another. And I know your own growth journey has been amazing. So Gladys, tell the listeners a little bit about who you are. Well, I am a mum um, to a fabulous duo. So I have a little man and a mini diva. <laughs> and <laughs> I am a life coach for working mom. I welcome everybody, but working mom is my niche because mm-hmm. I can bring a little bit more expertise and experience into my coaching and I guide them through the journey of coming to my coaching practice you know depleted and let them go fully charged so a little bit more about it you know somewhere in this conversation I'm sure yeah and then I'm a consultant for a fortune 500 company where I make people dream come true when it comes to spend management and getting rid of the dreaded paper but Mm -hmm. when you think about the coach and the consultant part of it there's almost like a natural progression and a blended conversation between the two because you meet people at their point of need and then advise and guide them so they can carry on living and achieving whatever they came to achieve it's so true. It's about opening up communication, being open, honest, and allowing others to see just what is inside themselves. So I love that. How did your own parents help and inspire you growing up? Oh, um, so they helped and inspired me in many, many ways. Um, they were not perfect, though, so don't think I... <laughs> Nobody <laughs> is. We are flawed no, human beings. Yeah. Let's be clear on that one. <laughs> yeah. So I, I may have that mom, I may have a few things I need to say, but uh, <laughs> so the question that Amanda is asking me here <laughs> is that uh, two things really stuck with, with them. So the first thing, they were very keen on being themselves. So mm-hmm. they before being our parent, my parenting, my sibling and I, before being our parent, they were themselves. Right. So it was really important for them to know their recharge time, their their own personality, their own self were there at all times. And then filling that cup before pouring it into us was important to them. Almost like when when we're on the plane and they say, put your oxygen mask 
<laughs> before helping others. It was really clear. Before a parent, they were themselves. The second that's so thing amazing that's to have that trust in yourself because in that knowledge, you are being such a great role model, I think, to children. So I, I think co- so. I commend them for that. Well done. I was going to say I didn't like it growing up. You well, be, but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but look what they provided you with. Oh, okay. Uh, reluctantly. So, yes, mom, you were right. Uh, so, um, <laughs> the second part, the second thing that really stuck was them going after their own dreams. Mm. So, it was not making apologies for not pursuing your curiosities in your dream. It's always, my mom was always, her dream, she, she loved traveling. So she was traveling three, six months at a time because that was what she wanted to do. Yes. So I grew up thinking, well, if you want, you put your mind into doing something. There's nothing off limit. There's nothing wild. No. Of course, safety is always good, right? <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't go and decide to, I don't know, yeah. consider all those risks and then go for it. Mm. So, And my mom always said to me, it's harder to not do anything and regret it all your life. Oh, yes. Than try and have failed something. So I'm always encouraged to try and fail, even if I do fail, then not try at all. I commend that because you don't want to live your end of your life, reach the end of your life and think, oh, I did nothing because I was scared. And yes. I, I think about failure. It's the first attempt in learning. And with a beginner's yes. mind, the universe actually provides so many opportunities. We've just oh, got to I, lean in and grab them. I, I was going to say fear is constant. Yeah, <laughs> it is, but we can override it. Yeah, exactly. So you have to get out of that comfort zone. I describe mm-hmm. my comfort zone as like a house. Like you have all amenities in your house. You're comfortable there, but open that door, open that window, and then breathe that fresh air outside. Yeah. Right? There's life outside the house. How would you describe yourself as a parent? Oh, it depends if you ask my kid or if you ask me. <laughs> I'm but asking you. you. Ask me. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so I am totally the cool mom. My kid would not agree, mm-hmm. but I see myself more as that guide that, yes. you know, I have that responsibility to harvest what they are uniquely good at. So I have two kids and they're completely different personalities yes. and what they want and like. And I sometimes wonder if they have the same parents. So it's just like completely north and south, a polar mm. opposite. So my role as their mom is to guide that, yes. you know, make sure that they are aware of what they do uniquely well and then encourage, support and harvest those guide them to a place until they can go and carry on that journey on them. So I see myself more like a guide, a wise guide. Yeah, a bright light because they came onto this earth with their own journey, their own lessons to learn. And with your experience, because we don't own our children, we have them, you know, until they leave home. And we're just there to guide them on their own journey while they're young. So I love what you're doing. And I'm trying to learn as much as I can from them because children. Totally. Yes. Oh, my my son, he's just turning into a teenager. And breed. Oh, breed and breed. I have a four-year-old that thinks she's a 16-year-old. So Wow. 
I have to meet her in a few years time <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of breathing to do <laughs> yes but you know what I've just realized relax behind it and let go of the expectations or and just sure. let them be in flow and it, it comes so easily then That's now when good. we talked before you said yeah. that you were very confident mm-hmm. until you went into work explain yes. what happened well I can only say after the fact, because that when I went into that workplace, I didn't know all those things. So hindsight is always twenty twenty. Oh, yes. But so I explained my parent, you know, gave me that mm-hmm. self confidence and taking those risks and going after things that interest you, your mm. curiosity. So I left home feeling like so strong. <laughs> yes, anything's so, possible, and you can achieve what you set out everything. to do. Absolutely. And then I, I went to school and you, you're young, 20 something, and you have all those things. The world is your oyster. And yes. then I went to the workplace. And I have to say that I was naive and unprepared. Like mm-hmm. I had no idea yes. <laughs> what was the workplace. And then you have people that, you know, maybe with the well, the good intention or the best intention in the world, but they don't take that time to understand what success means to you. Yes. No. So I fell into the trap. I'm a natural people pleaser. So um, was so I. I fell into the trap. <laughs> <laughs> I fell into the trap of wanting to please, mm. right? I was not living in the same country as my parents. I was like that girl that went and traveled and lived in a different part of the world. So I was just there looking, I, I guess, recreating a little place where I could feel home. Yes. And I had people telling me their definition of what success is. And I believe that. And I start setting myself into goals and dreams that other people had for me. And yes. they were far away from mine. Yes. Right. So that, that was what changed for me. I didn't trust myself. I didn't mm. rely on the tool that I had. I just felt completely... <laughs> you know line who can sink her into pleasing yeah into you know achieving goals that were not mine yeah considering your background that's a surprise to me but I mean I guess trusting yourself is key and it's taken me a long time to trust myself and stop looking for validations I said I was a people pleaser but what are the narratives that they gave you that changed from the way your parents brought you up what did you start believing about yourself through work that I was not enough Mm. that there was always the next best thing yeah and you always had to go and be that next best thing it's it's a never-ending circle yeah it's like that pursuit I was told you know get married get the job get the house (laughs) have kids then you'll be happy and I'm saying well why do we need all that just to be happy we can be happy exactly. with ourselves. But that yes. the pressure of your peers, your colleagues, yeah. and the people you surround yourself with, I've realized yeah. is so important because they do affect us. Unless 100%. we're so confident in ourselves, you know, that it yeah. doesn't affect us. Um, 100%. Now, everybody's got a limiting belief at some point in their life. How do you think they affect the way we live? Oh, my God. Because it, it speaks directly with no translation needed to the core mm. of who you are, your mind, your mind, yes. your mindset is affected by mm-hmm. self-limiting belief because you start believing 
that those voices in your head. Yes. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like I said, I thought I was not enough. I thought mm-hmm. I was not smart. I thought I needed to be X, then Y, then Z before I am the best yes. thing since I spread. It, it was a never ending thing, but I'm smart and I'm enough. And I don't, your definition of what's successful could be a, a title, the CEO of company. It was mm-hmm. not my dream. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so- self limiting belief, imposter syndrome. Like, I yes. don't know if it's a woman thing. <laughs> But I, I had a serious case of imposter syndrome because yeah. I felt like I didn't belong, but I needed to belong. And yeah, I you're sounding just like me growing up. And really up to a few <laughs> years ago, I was very like that. So how did you get rid of, because it is a narrative in your head. I think it's my ego going off. I call her Pratsy and I say, I hear you, <laughs> just be quiet and let me be. How did you come away from that? Because it is just a narrative in your head, that yeah. limiting belief. Mm-hmm. So I was going to say until recently, and I will tell you what changed there. Uh, until recently, I thought for me it was listening to those voices and trying to shut them down. Like, mm. you know, I can do it. I can do it. You know. Yeah. But then I realized it was a constant battle. And you talked about you called giving her a name, those voices in your head. I was watching a, a cartoon called Luca with my kid. And yes. that sentence in one of the characters, he says, I give the voice in my head a name and it's called Bruno. And please, when you say that in a different language, it's even more beautiful. So I say, silencio, Bruno. So Yes. <laughs> but I, at that moment, I start realizing that you have to be friend with your, you know, yes. fears and those doubts. I, I was trying to fight them, mm. to shut them down, to kick and, them out. And you'll out. never win that fight because you don't. You, yes, your mind's exactly. constantly thinking exactly. and talking. And I was exhausted. But the minute I said, I listen to you. Yeah, you, okay, you have one minute. You have the floor for one minute. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what's going on, Bruno. Bruno will talk and say, you know, this is a reason. It's not the right time. And I'm like, I hear you, but give me just like one way. Let me try it. If I yeah. fail, then we'll come back and listen. Have to another you. conversation. Exactly. But, yeah. But it's allowing, letting, having space for your emotions because you have your emotions yeah. first, then your thoughts. And rather than rejecting them or fighting them, just allowing them to be, give them time. I love it that you just give them a short time because yeah. as either if you give it over 10, 15 minutes, then you're indulging it. There's oh, no, a difference. You brought up a very good point, Amanda. I, I usually tell my, my client when I'm coaching, we are human beings. We are conditioned to repress what we call the bad, ex- you know, emotion, anger, sadness, you know, all those things. And we want to linger on the quote-unquote good emotion joy excitement but everything is a flow so there's no sadness that stays forever there's no, no. Forever. but if you accept and let it be and pass then you will soon be another emotion again yeah so i typically say yeah the voice in your head wants to talk you have a minute you have the floor for a minute mm-hmm. i'm listening and yes. once i listen now let me tell you, I hear you, I hear your concern. I'm going to do this. And yeah. if it doesn't work, we'll give ourselves two days a week. It doesn't work. I'll come back and we'll have another debate. And yeah. I usually it works quite, quite well because people want to be heard. But it's a fresh approach, you know, as children, yeah. we want to be seen and heard. And our minds want to be seen and heard. But you realize you're not your mind. You can give us space, but don't let it take over. And I think that's so important. Yeah. 
And I said, make friends with your fears. Yes, that's why <laughs> name them, name them, everybody. How do you want to live your life? What tools have you used that to support you in that way? So I want to live my life with, without regret. Yes. I don't want to. I know it's a bit morbid here, but <laughs> no, I love that. Imagine. I don't want to be on my deathbed thinking, oh, shoot, I should yeah. have done this. I want to live a life that makes me fulfill. And fulfillment mm-hmm. for me right now is creating a positive impact in everybody that I meet or yes. encounter. Giving them abundance. Um, yes, exactly. So I want to live the life that I feel fulfilling impacting positively the energy of any room I am in mm-hmm. and you know no regret if I I went and repelled down a building of 30 stories so it was scary enough but I just say I'm gonna do it so if I can do that I think right now my mindset is I can do everything <laughs> yeah I think that's a beautiful uh, message to wake up every day and just say I want to make a positive impact on others because then you're yes. taking the I the you know the ego out of it Yes. And you're just in, leaning in joy and energy and, oh, you'll see the beauty in everything. I love that. It's so important. What, the, the, the question I'm asked together, what random act of kindness can yes. I do? Yes, yeah. So usually that, and it's anything. Kindness is so important. You know, it's even just, you know, getting on the bus and smiling and asking the bus driver, how are you today? Yep. That, impact, that, that interaction can make such a difference to that person's life. And it's so oh, simple to do. Yeah, it does. It does. I've taken up meditating and journaling to get out of my yes. head. Um, what tools, if any, do you use so you are knowing who you are and you're living positively and abundant? So I journaling is it's a favorite tool of mine. In fact, um, when you go to my website, I had a free success journal that I, oh, wow. I gave to anybody that wants yes. to. I, I'm journaling, putting my thoughts into paper it's one of the tools I, I use and it, mm-hmm. it allowed me to see the pattern, not only yes. you see them visually, but then you can see the pattern and recognize those patterns. So yes. I, I love journaling is very powerful. Meditating, I try hit and miss because I'm okay. one of those I don't <laughs> can see. So I don't, I don't kill meditation, but it, you know, sometimes I stay still and yes. that's about Which it. is meditation but, itself. Which is meditation, but usually my favorite move it's movement. When I need to clear my head, get into out of my head kind of thing, I go movement. And movement might be putting a playlist specifically curated mm. music that I like and dance like like yes. no one is watching because truly no one is watching. I go running well. I'm not kidding anybody, but you know, what I'm, mm-hmm. saying? I'm trying to get out and get some fresh air. And I count singing very badly in the shower as one one tool that I use as well. I think you're so, fun to be around. Singing badly in the shower doesn't fun, but yeah, it helps. It releases yes. that energy and that tension. Yeah, it is because moods do need movement. The fastest Absolutely. way to get out of your head is to move your body, so you're not yep. sitting there stagnant. I love that. Now, social media, I mean, Zoom's fabulous and technology all has its place. <laughs> but I'm thinking, you know, I've got a 13-year-old who is always gaming and that's how they're connecting with each other. And yeah. social media has an impact on the way I live in our lives. I think we're becoming more isolated, stuck yeah. behind our screens. What do you think of the impact of social media on the world today? 
Ooh, I've, I have very limited social media interaction. Um, I might be too old for the audience, I guess. Uh, but it's part of being a Gladys is an old name. But having said that, I think social media is fantastic for specific purpose, but mm-hmm. I tend to want to use it in moderation. Because yes. I think... I am a fan of real life interaction, mm-hmm. um, knowing people the the real way, right? Yeah. Observing their mood, reading your body language, all those things that were afforded to me growing up. And yes. that's the only way I know of creating a deep and meaningful yes. connection. That's music do, to my ears. I do understand that in the day and the world that we're living, sometimes we can't afford such luxuries now. So social media... I've been using it to keep in touch with my loved one who don't live mm-hmm. in the same country. I keep in touch with that. So that's why I'm using it. I've seen people that do wonderful things with social media, but you know, I'm not that expert. So my no. take is it's useful, but like everything, we have to put some moderation into this. Yeah, yeah. that's key because you can become addicted to it and young children. Well, you know, yeah. I, I've heard stories that literally in secondary schools, they're standing together in a group on their phone and they're texting each other. Oh, yeah. Rather than oh, speaking. Oh, that's not, that's and that to me is madness. You have people at the dining table doing that. So. Yeah. <laughs> there should um, be no phones. My rule would be no phones at mealtime. It's time you to won't connect. Be popular. No, you won't be exactly. Popular no. So, how can we make the world a better place for ourselves and our children as we are the guiding mums? Who? I think we start by being, by extending kindness. Mm-hmm. I think if anything, let's be kind first. <laughs> That's yes. what I'm teaching my kid, right? We might not look like each other. We might not think like each other. We might not have the same journey on this mm-hmm. planet that we share. But if we first be kind, <laughs> yes, there's a lot of things we can diffuse straight away. Because we are all human beings. Yes. Yeah, and looking for things that connect us versus the thing that divide us. First, yes. Now, if I could give you a magic wand, because I'm a teacher as well as a mom, okay. and education, I do think, has got stuck in the past. But, <laughs> you know, sort of just 200 years ago. But I don't think it's meeting the needs of acknowledging ourselves as individuals and respecting and loving ourselves. So mm-hmm. if you could change education so we could provide pupils with the best to allow them to be and to live happily in the world, what would you introduce? I will remove the classrooms because mm-hmm. you learn everywhere. I think they should be free to learn. <laughs> and I would definitely introduce critical thinking. I, I studied philosophy and Latin and other bunch of things, but one of the things my philosophy teacher was always encouraging us to think for ourselves. Like, yes. hey, you know, if you have done philosophy, there's never a yes or no answer. It's yeah, like, there's no Why? right or wrong or good or bad. <laughs> Everything yeah. is up to debate. So I think debate, critical thinking, is, it's what I will bring into mm-hmm. that. Because we, we come to, to school and we're supposed to learn a few bunch of things and there's only one answer. And it's never your no, answer. Exactly. And then you come out of this and you're so ill-prepared to <laughs> the real life because everybody yes. wants to answer. And you're like, I don't know. I was no. told 
this and that. So I also would say critical thinking and then real life skill like budgeting, finance. Like you come out of school and you have no idea how to deal with a banking account or all those things, right? Unless your parents teach you. But I would say, you know, critical thinking, real life skills, empathy, and then remove the classroom. We don't need mm. to sit for eight and a half hours in one place to do no. something. Our bodies need to move, as you said earlier, to get out of our heads, you know. But I know we're born as children to discover and discover different solutions. And yet I feel we stop that in school. So I love your idea. (laughs) Just let children be and decide how they're learning in their own way, because there are so many different learning styles. There's not just one way. Let me make that very clear. Very clear. And I was like, it's so funny when you get out of the way of kids how much yes. they can accomplish. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I just love that. Yeah, get out of the mm-hmm. way. We don't know everything. No, as, as you're becoming adult, I think we're losing a lot of things. I observe my kid, there's a like the Monopoly game and I mm-hmm. know one way of playing it and that was it, right? Yes. So I put my kid into playing this and I was like trying to explain the rules and then they <laughs> didn't care. I'm like, oh, why should I bother? And they start, trading things instead of exchanging money and she's like i don't like this, this <laughs> you're uncomfortable like, do you want to have this and then yeah okay and i was like this is not how we play the game i'm like what who am i kidding this yeah. is your way to play the game exactly of- rather than being stuck in your expectations yeah. of how it should be because i do I- think demands and expectations just stop growth exactly well, I mean, let them be and learn. And yeah, see what, like what you can say, learn from them. <laughs> what you can learn. And you say different learning style, different learning methodology. Why don't let we let them pick what suits them and, and, and observe and see? Yeah, the world would be a different place that way, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Why is it important? I mean, I love what your parents are about. But why is it important yeah. to know who you are and to trust yourself first before anybody else? I'm a big advocate of knowing yourself mm. deeply, intimately, flaws and all. Mm-hmm. I think it's the number one, the start of everything. If you know yourself intimately, then you can go and reach out for people that either complete you or help you, right? Yes. yes. I can't come and ask you for help, Amanda, if I don't know what I need help on. <laughs> mm, yeah. I can't sit down and say, well, you know, I'm strong in this area, but I'm weak in this area. So I go and look for people that complement those skills that I'm lacking, quote unquote. And I go and complement other people's skills in Mm. what they're lacking, quote unquote, right? So knowing yourself first is the number one step to go into life and, and be a conqueror or victorious or whatever you want to do. Because yes. you know exactly what you're strong at, what you're not, and you know the people that you surround yourself mm. with and the people that you seek. Yes. It's like you grow your roots in yourself and yes. you cannot be swayed. It's just about basically staying in your lane, knowing your lane, staying in it, and don't be swayed and, by and other have people's that, lanes. That confident self belief that yes. you are enough. <laughs> I love it. Nobody yes. can come and tell you otherwise. No. Right. That comes down to them and their journey. I am enough just as I am in this body, but this mind, and it's okay. Yeah. So how can people connect with you and find out more? So 
I have my coaching program. My coaching website is www.mylifecouch. And I say couch, not coach.com. So couch, C-O-U-C-H. Um, and people ask me why couch instead of coach. First, the name was taken, but just that's joking aside. Um, but I look at the couch as that, that element that is in every single household. But it also a reliable witness of all our moments that involve emotion. So when you're happy, you go on the couch, yes. <laughs> you jump on the couch if you're Tom Cruise. You are sad, you cry, you have this, yeah. you want some comfort, you go on the couch. It's the go-to place. It's the go-to place, right? And it can be standing out or it can be in the background. So my coaching practice is imagine you sitting on the couch, the perfect couch for you, right? Mm -hmm. Fabric, color, size. And I'm just that best friend that's sitting there and, and just be there for you, cheering you, stretching you out of your comfort zone. Yes, I can be super creative in stretching people out of their comfort zone. Amazing. But rooting for you all the way. Like yes. I say, you come in depleted and I leave you out recharge oh, so it's yes. a six-week program so that's on my on my life couch and if you are interested in my weekly adventures with my working life mom mm -hmm. and sometimes my little diva uh, you go on <laughs> linkedin and uh, the name is gladys simon s-i-m-e-n on linkedin so you you find my little adventures there i love it thank you for that um to conclude, what one piece, I mean, you've shared so much, but what one piece of advice that would really make a difference to our listeners, can you leave them? Well, I can leave them with a lot, but I would say <laughs> believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. You are stronger, smarter, you're enough, yes. right? Don't let people tell you otherwise. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. Well, thank you for your time today, Gladys. I love the fact that you know yourself, you do believe in yourself. I hope listeners are inspired, just as I have been today, to come home to themselves, know that they are enough, and just to be and trust. So thank you very much for your time. And please, listeners, please feel free to leave comments, any reviews, because we want to connect and share. Thank you, Gladys. Take care. Thank you. you enjoyed listening to my podcast you choose you now and realize that you can choose how you live and show up in the world to make a real difference love who you are i would love to continue our journey together so please hit subscribe and join me for my next inspiring episode this is amanda hill ryle wishing you joy love and compassion bye for now